Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, bringing you the latest legal trends and business initiatives to help you manage your law firm. Here are your hosts, experienced lawyers, writers, and entrepreneurs, Heidi Alexander and Jared Correa. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome, everybody, to a midwinter episode of the Legal Toolkit here on the Legal Talk Network. While I sit here and ponder the mortality of Tom Brady and the morality of Walter White, I've set aside some time to record yet another episode of this show. If you're a returning listener, we're glad you continue to listen. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you start to listen regularly. I'm your host, as always, Jared Correa, and in addition to casting this pod, I'm also the Assistant Director and Senior Law Practice Advisor with the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program. LOMAP provides free and confidential law practice management consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on LOMAP's offerings, visit our website at masslomap.org. You can buy my book, Twitter in One Hour for Lawyers, from the American Bar Association, on iTunes, at Amazon, and probably a bunch of other places I don't even know about yet. My co-host, Heidi Alexander, will be back next month. Here on the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own legal toolkit so that your practice will become more and more like best practices. And this episode of the Legal Toolkit is no different. Today, we're going to talk about document automation and the efficiencies that may be derived therefrom. So in order to delve more deeply into this area, I'll be talking with Lowell Stewart, the Chief Technology Officer at Hot Docs. As CTO, Lowell helps to drive the overall technology strategy for the company, in part by working with engineering and product teams to develop innovative software tools that help to automate the production of documents for businesses of all sizes. Lowell has been at Hot Docs for 18 years and has worked in various capacities, from software documentation to engineering to management. Whatever he does, his primary interest is in creating intuitive and powerful solutions for automated document generation. Welcome to the show, Lowell. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Awesome. So let's jump right into it. I got a lot of questions for you. Great. You've probably heard many terms, many more than I have. Document generation, document assembly, document automation, even automated document generation. Do you have a preference? Does it matter? (laughs) Is this one of these Shakespearean rose-by-another-name types of situations? (laughs) Yeah. So document assembly software by any other name, I think it would still smell as sweet maybe, uh, or at least be (laughs) just as beneficial. But there have been a lot of names. And I think, you know, I refer to it lately in the most complicated one, automated document generation, because I think it captures the essence of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to promote. Automated document generation. I'm writing that one down. Okay. (laughs) Now that we know what we're going to call it, more or less. Let's talk about how document generation technology works. What does it do at a basic level? Well, you know, if you think about the process that a law firm, for example, will go through when they are creating a transactional document. Suppose, uh, let's take a will, for example. You've created a will for someone in the past and a new client comes in and they would like a will drafted. One of the common approaches for doing that is to open up some work product that's been done for someone in the past for a different client and to go through using a word processor and search and replace. Perhaps there's some macros that have been set up 
to go through and find the prior client's name and switch that out for the new client while going along and fixing up pronouns as we go, finding the sections of the document that require some custom drafting and replacing those with some newly drafted language. This kind of manual process for updating a transactional document happens, you know, all across law practices and different businesses of all kinds. Oh, yeah. And that's really the target where we're trying to improve things with automated document generation. So basically, the process is you take that document that you need to produce over and over again, and you mark that up in a word processor, or the same thing can be true for PDF forms, where you will embed in a PDF form some tags where the information that needs to change each time is going to go. So you mark up your document with merge fields that basically explain where the content goes, and you can continue to mark it up with what sections of the document are conditional, for example, or which sections need to be repeated over and over again. That kind of markup then allows a document automation tool to look at that thing and know the data that's needed each time you produce one of those documents. So once that markup is completed, the user can then be presented with an interview that just gathers the data needed for a particular instance of that document to produce a customized document. And by answering the questions that are asked, the software can automatically generate a fully completed, customized document. I think that's a great analogy that you make of an interview. I mean, I'll tell you, I know that a lot of the attorneys I talk to manage this via the first process you talked about, taking a Word document, adding clauses, fixing pronouns all the way through the document. But couching it in terms of an interview where you're answering questions about a certain document, I think that's a fantastic way to look at it. And I think hopefully it will ring true with a lot of attorneys. So Lowell, can you talk a little bit about Hot Docs? How did Hot Docs get into document generation? And what are you trying to achieve these days? I think that might be helpful. Sure. Well, there's quite a long history there, stretching back into you know research projects that were done at the uh, Brigham Young University Law School in the 1980s, where we were working with things that we were calling at the time computer-aided practice systems, CAPS for short. This was one of the pioneering applications in document automation. And what we found is that by automating this process or formalizing this process of putting markup into the documents and embedding business logic in the documents, you could really speed up the production of documents and reduce errors. What we found, however, with those early products is they had a very, very steep learning curve. And so HotDocs was introduced later to the market about the time Microsoft Windows came out, and it radically simplified the process of automating these documents. So HotDocs works. It integrates with a Windows word processor. So if you're familiar with the word processor, you can work right inside HotDocs and embed these fields inside your documents, just like you're using word processor features. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so BYU, huh? I always knew the Mormons were behind document generation. <laughs> now my suspicions have been confirmed. <laughs> confirmed. There are lots of players in the market, uh, of which Hot Docs <laughs> is one, but we have been around for quite a while and have some extensive experience in automating simple and complex documents. So let's talk about some of the specific benefits of document generation software. Have you pinpointed a few that you could go through for us? Absolutely. Well, perhaps the one that leaps out as you were talking about interviews and this idea of automating 
these repetitive parts of the document production, one of the major benefits is eliminating errors. So if you're going through a document, just looking for things that aren't right and switching pronouns around or switching names around, it's really easy to miss something, even proofreading it two or three times. With document automation, you don't get that problem. You enter the data once and it's applied consistently through the whole document. So accuracy is a really big benefit. Beyond that, obviously, if you can just answer some direct questions one time and then the document is spit out, another huge benefit is the time savings that's involved with that. And you know, along the lines of time saving, really when you enter that data once for a particular transaction or a particular matter, you can save the information you've entered in what we call an answer file Later, when you have to produce another document for that same client, perhaps, or in relation to the same matter, you can reuse that answer file, the information that you've already typed, and the appropriate information can be reused to produce a different document. So the time savings potentially become even greater. Absolutely. Yeah, those are some definite benefits there. Now, as I said before, I, I know a lot of lawyers who sort of work within Microsoft Word templates that they create themselves, or, or in some cases, WordPerfect, actually. But I do also know a number of law firms that use hot docs. So let's talk about specific practice areas then. Are there certain practice areas in the legal field that sort of lend themselves to document generation applications? In other words, what, what sorts of lawyers would get advantage from this? Well, before I mentioned the example of a will, and estate planning is a big one that comes to mind immediately, but also uh, in employment law, corporate law, things where various agreements and contracts are being done, these are all documents that are built using business rules and you know, structured using business rules. That's a very big area for document automation. Intellectual property law, personal injury even, you know, all sizes of firms, large to small, can take advantage of it. And in addition to law firms, you know, we're also finding a lot of application just in general businesses, government, financial institutions, insurance companies, etc. Really, these sort of tangential connections to the legal industry, even where documents are, especially transactional documents, are the order of the day. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that we're all supposed to be using iPads at this juncture, a lot of people still deal in text, especially transactional lawyers like some of the ones that you talked about. So, Lowell, this has been great. Thanks for all the information you've given us in the first half of the show. You're welcome. Sadly, though, we do have to take a break, pause for a program break here, but we'll be back with more on document generation in the second segment of the show when we return with Lowell Stewart. Now, this is normally the space in our show when we offer words from our sponsors. And this potentially represents a unique opportunity for you. The Legal Toolkit is seeking sponsors. You could hear your advertisement right here. If you're interested, contact the team at Logical at info at logical.com. That's L-A-W-G-I-C-A-L. Dapper Dan Pomade, we're waiting on you. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. All right, welcome back. We're joined today by Lowell Stewart, the CTO of Hot Docs. 
We're talking with Lowell about document generation applications for lawyers. And he recently talked to us about which sorts of practice areas in which document generation might be useful, what lawyers would use this sort of thing. Now let's extend that conversation a little bit. Lowell, so we talked about what kind of lawyers, what kind of law firms might use document generation. How about the types of documents? What kind of documents are best suited for document automation? Well, you know, obviously it's some of the documents where at least a portion of the content is either rules-based or boilerplate or in some cases legislated official forms, for example. This brings up another aspect that some firms, many firms, will automate their own content if they have documents of this variety. They'll automate the content that they have in-house. For example, they'll use as a model past work that they've done that they feel is especially well-drafted. But at the same time, other firms will use content that's available from publishers. There are several legal and information publishers that release form sets built on HotDocs as a platform. For example, LexisNexis and various state and other bar associations have form sets that run on HotDocs too. So there's all kinds of documents, mostly transactional in nature though. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the learning curve. When you were talking originally about the development of hot docs and some of the programs that were running at BYU at the time, you talked about how the learning curve was really steep. It was difficult to get into these programs. So lawyers, as you know, they're always measuring time. They're always billing hours. When they're talking about or considering new technologies, one of their chief worries is about that initial time investment, the learning curve. So how difficult is it to get templates set up? Well, that's a great question. And it is it's an important one to consider. I think a lot of times people judge document automation, document assembly too harshly because they think it will take a huge upfront investment. Now, to be clear, to get a document that will 100% draft itself does sometimes, depending on the complexity of the document, take a while and take some investment. But as someone is just getting started using hot docs or using another document automation tool, there are immediate benefits to just going in and doing the simple work. In just a few minutes of time with hot docs, you can learn how to select a piece of information and substitute it, you know, select a name and substitute it for a different name, a pronoun and substitute it for a different pronoun, plug in the numbers and the dates and the various pieces of data that make up your document. That kind of substitution is really easy. And once you've done that, your template is usable right out of the gate to produce, for example, a first draft. As you then go in and seek to make that work just a little bit better to get you closer to a final draft after that initial interview where it gathers the information, then you can go in and, for example, mark sections of the document that need to be conditional or sections that need to be repeating, as we said before. But it's not necessary to put every bell and whistle that you could need on there in the first instance. You can start getting real productivity out of hot docs with just a little bit of initial investment. It's kind of like any software tool where if you, to really learn all the bells and whistles takes some time, but you can certainly get to use it right away. Absolutely. I think most business people probably still use Microsoft Outlook, but how many people know even 30% of the features in that program? That's right. So with respect to the type of documents that you uh, would bring into a hot docs environment, let's talk about the couple ways you could do it. Would you think it would be easier to build a template from scratch or 
is it easier to import something that already exists? Are there challenges with either of those options? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, most of the time when people are working with hot docs and other tools that I've had exposure to, you are pulling in existing content and using that as a starting point. It really makes it a lot easier when you've got that concrete thing that you can look at, go through, start substituting fields and marking it up. Sometimes what people will do also is to look at multiple documents that have been produced before, perhaps produce a red line of those multiple documents and to give you an idea of some of the variation that can exist and use that as a hint for starting. Other times people do draft just from scratch, but that's less common. Yep. And pulling documents in from other services, as you said, I mean, there's sometimes formatting challenges as far as that's concerned. Does HotDocs have any uh, features that might help with that? Well, HotDocs, as I mentioned before, works right inside of Microsoft Word and actually Corel WordPerfect. So any native formatting that you use in your Word or WordPerfect documents is actually preserved by HotDocs and HotDocs works right in the context there. So that's one of the uh, powerful features of HotDocs that it deals with the native word processor file formats as it's producing these documents. Well, you look at that. It works within WordPerfect. You just made a lot of lawyers happy. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're here to please. <laughs> All right. So imagine, if you will, that I've got my template documents together and I'm ready to generate some work product. What now? How do I best utilize my templates once they've been automized? Automized. How about I not make up words? <laughs> Automated. Well, you know, I mentioned before this idea of an interview. So once you've created your templates, HotDocs, by analyzing those templates, it can create this interview, which is a dynamic information gathering mechanism that that just asks you for exactly the information that's needed. As you answer questions in the interview, it will dynamically determine what other questions need to be answered and, and so forth and, and get that information from an end user. So as you're trying to use these templates, it's important to remember that an interview in HotDocs can be presented either on the desktop or in a web browser from a web server, or it can be presented in a cloud-based product as well. And so it gives a, a firm tremendous flexibility in terms of the workflow that they're going to use to gather the information needed for a document. In some of our cloud products, for example, you can actually take an interview that's associated with a template and send it directly to a client. And a client can log in, answer the questions about themselves accurately and without misspelling anything and getting the names of their kids right. And that information can be used then on the back end to produce a custom document for that client. So it really opens up the workflow possibilities as we expand use of these templates beyond the desktop and into the cloud. I got you. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk about some other service providers out there. So does document generation software generally play nice? How does it integrate with other software applications? Well, there are lots of potential places for integration, and I think a lot of integrations that have been done. In particular, you know, one of the most obvious to a lot of the law firms that use HotDocs is case management packages. There's a tremendous amount of data that any firm will have in a case management package that they use. And 
as those packages are integrated with Hopdocs, they'll have the ability, for example, as you're viewing a client record, you can right inside the case management package, for example, you could select a template and say, I want to generate a document for the current client. And it will flow that information that is stored in your case management package directly into the interview so that you just have to answer things that weren't already entered into your case management package, for example. Really streamlines things. But case management, on the other end, document management, as Hotdocs is producing a document, those are quite often automatically profiled based on the information that was entered during the interview. The document that gets produced can be automatically profiled and sent into a document management system. And there's other types of integrations as well, for example, database integrations or integrating it into company websites and so forth. Really, the open architecture of Hotdocs, the way that it can generate documents and present interviews, really lends itself well to integrating in a lot of scenarios. Thanks, Lowell. This has been helpful. Very good discussion here. Sadly, for you, for me, for our listeners, we've reached the end of another episode of Legal Toolkit. But remember, you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So thank you, Lowell Stewart of Hot Docs, for taking the time to generate, see what I did there, some great conversation about document generation. Lowell, can you tell our listeners how they can find out more about Hot Docs? Absolutely. Uh, you can find out everything you need to know at hotdocs.com on the web. See, I'm like kicking back, waiting for a longer response, but it's 2014, <laughs> so you go to the website, right? Well, thanks again, Lowell. You're welcome. Thank you. This was fun. And thanks to everybody out there online for listening. Join us next month as well. Thanks for listening to Legal Toolkit, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Heidi and Jared for their next podcast, covering the current business trends for law firms. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Workers' Comp Matters is a podcast dedicated to exploring the laws, the landmark cases, and the true stories that define our workers' compensation system. I'm Judd Pierce, and together with Alan Pierce, we host a different guest each month as we bring to life this diverse area of the law. Join us on Workers' Comp Matters on the Legal Talk Network.